Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Shiggity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Yes. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast. How you doing? I am Chuck. I am Godless. And this is your weekly That's examination all of all things Metal, the Metal Sucks Podcast, number 101. Oh, we are in the hundreds now. Triple digits, bro. Yeah. It could be like UFC, where like we really should stop numbering. <laughs> After point, a while. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that means we have to like come up with uh, creative names for it, and that's that's no fun. Like, Yeah, uh, this is like... Metal Sucks Podcast, the Summer Explosion, the Revengeancers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so some kind of really cool name, you know. But it's sort of you got to think about it in astronomy terms. Uh, they sooner or later you're going to run out of kick-ass names, and you guys just got to go to MD thirteen forty-five. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so they did in UFC. It's UFC, and then there's UFC Fight Night, and then there's UFC this and UFC. They, you know, so there's actually like. 400 that have happened yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're only on 187 well, that's a page out of the wwe uh <laughs> book right there smackdown smackdown one two three yeah. monday night but there's raw. once a year summer slam well there's know? slam there's raw there's there there's like five different kinds of all the things that are sort of the same in different ways so well, isn't raw know. like the weekly thing so we're, uh, we're, yes, we're, we're, that's sort of like what we're doing. We're like the we're, the, we're, we're the we're raw. metal sucks raw <laughs> <laughs> number one hundred and one. <laughs> awesome. Hey, uh, make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and all that good stuff, man. To search Metal Sucks Podcast, you'll find us on iTunes, uh, and you can subscribe. It'll come right to whatever device that you like to listen to this thing on. Stitcher, you can find us there, and most of the old podcasting apps, you can uh, find us as well. You can also leave us a message on SpeakPipe at the bottom of every one of our posts on Monday at MetalSucks.net. You can find a thing to leave us a message if you want to tell us what you think about the topic we're talking about, or if you want to leave us a topic starter or whatever, feel free to do so. We appreciate that as well. And you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Bearded Ape on Twitter. I am at Godless Speaks and GodlessSpeaks.com. So, yes, you can get a hold of us in so many different ways. It's amazing. It really is. We've got plenty of stuff coming up in this show. ICS Vortex. Oh, boy. Arcturus, the main man from Arcturus. We get to talk to him in this episode. This oh, is also we got Dimu Borgir news. I Dimu know. Borgir news. Yeah, yeah, some interesting stuff there, actually. So yeah, that's coming yeah. up in uh, our interview with uh, with Vortex, as well as our first political segment. What are we calling it? We're calling it the Status Nation, right? Yeah, Mike Schleybaum from Darkest Hour. Yeah, ah, oh, dude, I was just listening to their album yesterday, just for you know shits and giggles again. And what one of the ten? This is such a good album. Which one? The last one. The oh. last one. Oh, the last. Yeah, the last la- year. Yeah, the last one is really good. I mean, I'm. Oh I'm, but, my god, it's so good. Come on, what about the what about the old stuff? Come on, man. The, <laughs> I've loved that band for so long. He still yeah. doesn't know that I've got a crush on him. Yeah, he does now. <laughs> uh, dude, so yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Our first uh, political. So we're gonna try to enlighten you a little bit, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know. Not, <laughs> probably not. It probably won't be. Well, 
Uh, I, I mean, I don't want anybody to freak out that it's not like we're going to get go down the rabbit hole, you know, but it, it, it's interesting to kind of look at it. I mean, we talked to him a few weeks ago yeah. uh, uh, about uh, uh, politics and stuff and, and, and just had such a good time with it. We want to continue with it. Yeah. And, it, you know, what I thought was really interesting is the idea that there's so much going on politically right now and trying to get a metalhead perspective on some of it. I get it that, you know, like. There's no like um, weed. You know, man. We don't all agree. Yeah, we don't all agree on anything except for weed. But you know, other than that, you know, it, it's still there's a lot of like uh, common ground. You know, we we are an interest group. You yeah, know? it's true. Well, it, well, we don't act like one, and that's sort of the point that that's we are right. trying to make is we don't actually act like an interest group, but we really are. And I think that that interest group is growing, and if we can kind of capitalize on some of that stuff, you can make changes that are beneficial to you. You know, and I think that that's the whole that's the whole kind of onus behind doing something like this is to go, hey, by the way, uh, people give a shit what you do. Why? Because you spend money or you vote. You know, one of those two things are, are is going to influence stuff that happens in the world. And it might be worth your while to influence some of that stuff, you know, you know, with like like. All right. So. So art, what's great about art is that it tells you a lot about the person who's making the art. I kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking to Barney last week yeah. about, like, um, you know, how much I, I dug Scorn and all the sort of post-Napalm d- stuff that uh, 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 Mick Harris had yeah. done. And, you know, so it's like I feel like there's – so with, like, a, a serial killer, right? A serial killer will, will like, uh, uh, they can uh, – a, a cop can come along and, and profile a scene – or look at a scene and create a profile as to who the person is who committed that crime just based on how he committed you know, the crime. Did, exactly. Yeah. Did they use a knife? Did yeah. they use a gun? Did they use a, a rope? You know, et cetera, and not et just like the particulars of how tall he was or, you know, that right, kind of stuff. Like what, what kind of car they drive exactly. and, you know, what they like to eat and, you know, things like that. It's like crazy. They pick that out from the art. And so for me, it's sort of like a, a reverse thing happens when here it is that we all appreciate non-serial killer art <laughs> you know well, we appreciate and, and a some, genre some serial killer art too at the yeah. <laughs> yeah casey yeah. stuff is okay but yeah, dude, <laughs> so like, um you know like we all appreciate this genre and so in, in, in for all different reasons mind you but we're all attracted to this to this as an idea why not uh, try to extrapolate from that what it is that what else we can kind of share. Yeah, you we know? happen to and, be like-minded individuals about one thing. We're bound to be we're bound to have other things in common, right? And it might be that we all just kill people the same way. But you know, at the same time, <laughs> that's that is true. Uh, well, uh, I like to use guns. I like to use knives. Well, we still like to kill people. All right, cool. Well, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I'm frightened now. I'm really, really scared where this thing is going to wind up. It, this could get ugly really fast, man. But then, uh, but then we were looking at the other topics to talk about this weekend. Uh, and Sergeant D, of course, trolled everybody this week with his latest uh, article uh, that that I happen to love about songwriting, and, and that was a uh, that that was pretty priceless. Yeah, he's basically trying to say that, like. Uh, you know that being able to write a good song is more important than being good at your instrument and in metal it seems like we uh, uh, prefer people who are really good at their instrument over people who can write really good songs yeah we post people on or we put people on pedestals that they can that can do sweet picking and stuff and 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 oh my god it's amazing but but really the songwriting is is lost a lot uh in the uh, in the mix if you will 
But he's, I, uh, he kind of basically goes off and does, says that there's never been really songwriting in metal. And I disagree. I completely disagree with that. Oh, and I, I think he does, too. <laughs> well. <laughs> but, you know, he's got to <laughs> get people yeah. all, all get their panties all in a twist. But, yeah. And, and, and uh, but uh, see, I disagree with this idea because I think that like uh, being very good at your instrument opens up possibilities. You know, you can express yourself in different ways when you've got more, uh, 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 you know, more at your disposal what to do. You know, you could go to like somebody who, who, you know, all he knows how to do is play A, C, and D on the guitar and say, okay, play me, be angry, you know, and what yeah. they're going to do is not going to, it's not going to be it's not going to be any different from what anybody else has done but you go to somebody who can who can you know sweep all over that freaking guitar neck and crank it and do all sorts of interesting things with it sound wise and and manipulating and all that sort of stuff and go okay talk to me you know be angry and they're like no i'm gonna make it sound like i'm angry on a tuesday at this person for doing this and i can do it without opening my mouth that that's pretty awesome yeah. Well, and two, you also have the the idea that when you're talking about manufactured pop music and things like that, whether or not they're using real instruments or not, uh, doesn't seem to matter. What what they've done is they've analyzed what works in people's minds as far as what gets them to like things, and they utilize those tools over and over and over again because that's what people enjoy, or it's it's proven that that's that that these are the things that people like. They like these chords. They like these beats. They like this breakdowns. You know, they like this tempo. They like the, they, these certain things are what combine people. And somebody like Lady Gaga, which is a great example, honestly, because she is uh, an accomplished musician who has taken it and dumbed down her art as much as she possibly could into just generic pop stuff. But that sort of sensibility that she has as far as songwriting has made it so that she can go, well, here's a fucking great pop song because I know what a great pop song is based on everything else that she knows as far as what can be done musically. You know what I mean? Well, see, I've never listened to a Lady Gaga album. I think I've barely listened to the songs. Um, but well, I know the is, hits. Is, I don't know, like, an album. But Well, I was going to ask you, like, because I know your kid, like, will spin it like crazy. Right? Is there, like, deep tracks on the album where she, you know, is actually expressing oh, I have, herself? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I have no idea, like, album-wise. But when you've got an album... That's got four hit singles on it. That means that all of those songs are crafted in a certain way that are going to be popular. So they've got a lot of things in common. And if you listen, I couldn't tell you the difference between like, I can't remember the three hit songs, like what what they all were. Uh, but like, I remember those three hit songs were so similar that I could not I literally could not distinguish them. And, and, and I'm like, well, so is this same thing with like Katy Perry or something? I could not tell you the difference between the songs really. And people say the same thing about metal, right? Well, exactly. (laughs) Right. It all sounds the same. I can't understand what he's saying. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's exactly the same thing. So, you know, it's it's funny because like I've heard like Lady Gaga, like perform solo with just her, her and her piano and, uh, uh, and you know it was great. It sounded great, you know, and it sounded like she was really trying to express herself and all that sort of stuff. But you know, I'm not going to listen to her crap. But then you get somebody like Fiona Apple. She's got the same instrument, the same um, technical ability at her disposal. And to me, she's not only been able to do something that has a certain amount of popularity, but she's able to express it in extremely unique and independent, you know, 
voice that is just amazingly to me powerful and and awesome and and she's got an an amazing amount of technical ability well i still think there's still you know good songwriting in metal i'm i i mean even now you know whether we're talking about tech death if you're listening to tech death then it's that it is what it is that that's what you're listening to it for you're listening to it for you know that's what you want that's what you're going for right right but if you're listening to somebody like between the bear to me who's got some dynamics built into their stuff they've got you know pieces of music that that flow into certain things and go a certain way and it's crafted in a certain way they have the artistry the ability uh, to play their instruments and do do all that shit at the same time they can actually write a song and create something that is that is varied and sounds like a song has parts you know and different chords and other things and you know there there are i think there are still people out there doing it even when you know when you break it down because he what was the reference to the uh the drummer dude i can't remember who it was um oh damn it uh Oh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was talking about a drummer. And the first thing I thought of was uh, Jean-Paul Gaster. You know, I was like, clutch, you know, like right off the bat. I'm like, we got the same thing. We got basically a uh, an accomplished jazz drummer, dude, who can rock out, you know, and, and he is playing under his ability every time he's playing with clutch. You know what I mean? He's not stretching it to the limit, which is which is awesome because, you know, he's got more. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, I, I mean, when we talked to him, he was like, "Yeah, it, you know, sometimes I'm out of practice doing this sort of style, and I gotta, you know, sort of get back in the groove." Yeah, but I'm talking about know? he's also not doing d- blast beats and shit. You know, I mean, he's not yeah, doing what some of right. the other guys can. Now, do you think he could pull it off? Yeah, I'm probably sure he could. So he's probably play- when I'm talking about playing under his ability, I mean, under his ability, like the extreme ability, what he could accomplish in a song. He's, you know, he's kicking back and doing his thing. You know what I mean? He's, he's getting into a groove and playing the song. Does, is he one of those guys who's doing all sorts of like little subtle things that, you know, us dumbasses don't catch, but yes. like, you know, like if you really pay attention, you know, he's like, Oh, he's doing something crazy with his left foot. And you don't even realize. Yes. It, you know, that sort of thing. He's one of those dudes. <laughs> I love, I love yeah. that because that to me is like, that, that's one of those like subtle things that keeps it interesting. You yeah. Know? I've like got a friend you- of mine who's a drummer who is just like totally, totally jaw dropping for him, for him. He's like, Oh, did you see what he did right there? He did this thing yeah. where he put, put his pinky out and he flew it this way and did that. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Dude, he's playing. He hit the snare. He's like, no, but he hit it a certain way over here on this side when he did this and hit that and the tapping it was the oh man i can't believe you did that in the middle i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah, totally. that was like five minutes ago now <laughs> you know and it's just gone but i still think that 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 kind of songwriting exists in metal it's just there's so much of it now there's just so much of it because then you well, think about it oh, you know it was on your your last episode of uh no control radio at no control radio.com you were yeah. playing carnival and like i mean you want to talk about some guys who you know, just like between the Barry and me, yeah. got some amazing songwriting chops. I mean, but also it, because they've got amazing technical ability, they're able to do some really interesting things with their songwriting that somebody without that technical ability mm. wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, the guys in Cynic, you know, another good example. Yeah. You know, when you listen to Death and what Death did, you know, the, what their ability was and what the how they wrote a song and were able to create something that was really interesting and really different i i you know and i think that i think that's out there and i think there's still it's definitely something that that exists 
I'm just saying, you know what, technical ability or the lack thereof, the lack of technical ability is kind of like a cat in a box. Yeah. You know, it's cute for a minute, but after a while, it's like, get the freaking out of the box, will you? I don't you know. know. Cats in boxes are pretty fucking cute, man. Yeah, I know, but then <laughs> I mean, they're like, shitting in there. And, yeah, but then, you know, no, mean, they don't shit oh. in the box, man. They just play in the box, dude. I mean, it's really cute. Did you cats see the kid? Suck. Did you see the cat bingo bone with the with like the ten boxes and the ten no. cats? Oh, it's so cute with the cats in the no. boxes and stuff. Oh, I'll share. I'll share it with you on Facebook, man. I want a cat with so much technical ability it'll get the hell out of my house. I That's the, what I want. I want the cat to create a box. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah, I want the cat the to box. shit a box. Build a fucking box, you stupid cat. Come on. You get some, you get some goddamn ability, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, you know what's funny is like Ingve Malmstein had uh, a, an interview um, on some Australian radio studio. Why I came across this, I have no idea. Yeah, like, how the fuck did few, you find that? I know, just a few um, days ago, right? I mean, really? So is that are you? But he he was talking to, about this very thing, the idea that like Ingve claims that his technical ability is what makes it possible for him to express himself. Uh, you know, better and, and you know yeah. more of his emotions yeah, yeah. and stuff, and you know, which to me goes, oh my god, I I, I know way too much about this guy. <laughs> it makes me want to listen to Ingve Malmsteen more. Really? No, yeah. not really. No, not so much. Yeah, so it's you know, I I, I kind of agree with Ingve there. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, if you have more tools in your toolbox, you're going to be able to do more. You know, just just hands down i mean you've got you've got the ability to do it like you said i mean otherwise you if you can play three chords you're playing a punk song and it's the same punk song over and over and over and over and over again you know there's not like there's a lot of dynamics in hardcore you know what i mean it's 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 the yeah. same shit and i'm gonna yell about some stuff and then i'm gonna play some stuff and then i'm gonna yell about some stuff and it's that's it but then you get to you know like and there's a the, time and a place for that there is know? and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but but then you right. get to something like you know master puppets you know, in the middle of the thrash era where there's changing and it's like, wait a minute, this is fucking interesting because the difference between like Ride the Lightning and, and uh, Master Puppets, right, you know, is the is really the way that those songs were structured and created something. It's like we have the ability to do these fast things, but now we're going to take it in a different direction and figure something out. You know, and that worked in all of our <laughs> to their demise in the end. But but really. They were able to do something really kind of interesting and creative with with what they were able to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you know, Arturus, you want to talk about a band that's <laughs> well, trying to shit. do and, some interesting things, and you know? not even that. I mean, just that, just Vortex in general. I mean, just what yeah. he's done with with Dumu, what he's done with his solo stuff, what he's done with uh, Arturus. I mean, there's so many different things that he's done in his career that just have so many different outlets. It's it's amazing, and that's that talking about tools in the tool shed, right? Exactly. Uh, not just the bass guitar. Let's, let's talk to Vortex on the Metal Sucks podcast. Vortex! <laughs> Dude. What's yeah, happening? Man. What's going on? How you doing, man? <laughs> Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, how are you there? Uh, good. Sorry, we're running a little late, man. I think we got mixed up as far as like how, what our time zones are. So, yeah, sorry about that. No problem. Uh, and, you know, and the other thing is we just had this other interview, and like we're trying to wrap up, and then the guys go, the guy goes, and then I got scabies. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Have you ever heard of scabies? Have you ever... That sounds like a general disease or something. Uh, it almost kind of is in a weird way. It's like... It sounded like he got uh, him that way. That's for sure. Uh, 
really know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's interesting stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't want to miss that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's great to talk to you, man. Uh, the new uh, Arcturus, we want, definitely want to talk about that. We get so much to talk to you about because you've got so many things that are going on, right? <laughs> Too much, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's good. That's good, I guess. I mean, uh, you know, it's, I have so many fun projects and I try to, to have time for them all. But uh, yeah, some of them are just on hold now for, uh, you know, they have been on hold for 10 years, some of them, so I guess. You what, know, like maybe children? when I'm 60. Well, children. Well, no, children are not on hold. They're asleep. <laughs> oh, you, right you, now, don't, so you don't put the kids on hold until they're teenagers or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're never going to get on hold, I guess. They're going to be, uh, I don't know, constantly. Uh, doing uh, funny stuff that are you know are you getting them like trained on drums and guitar so that way you've got future band members lined up oh i i hope they're not going to grow up to be musicians actually uh, i wouldn't want that for them you know if they could uh, keep it as a hobby there that's fine but you know now they're mostly interesting uh, is, yeah, they like pop songs and, and stuff like that and that's totally fine i'm uh, <laughs> cool you, with that they like you ninja go and you know stuff like that but you don't think uh, you don't think watching dad uh, being out there doing it and uh, and and knowing that you've got to enjoy it that it's got to be something that kind of would rub off or at least inspire them to want to do something like that right yeah dad's cool yeah <laughs> you know what i do i actually sing annoying songs to them so they don't <laughs> so you know they don't want to uh, get into music it's i have a good strategy there so but yeah they think it's cool when you know they can watch daddy on youtube and shit that's uh you know that's that's still cool so we're just gonna yeah, have to see a couple now? years oh just uh youngest is four and uh, my my little yeah the oldest one is seven so yeah Okay. Yeah, they're they're Good about age. hitting that hitting that age where you being cool really matters. That's that's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah hope from so. somebody who whose kid knows that his dad's not cool, I just got to tell you that you got it totally made, man. They're gonna do laundry, <laughs> dishes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean though, because my mom was was uh, you know. Uh, 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 I don't know even if it's like a Jehovah's Witnesses, but different. So, you know, that wasn't very cool. I know what you mean. So, so yeah, hopefully I'm going to beat that. Oh, are you on good terms with mom? Because, I mean, what you're doing is like, you know, the antithesis. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, we, you know, we grew, uh, we grew over that stage and, uh, and we're talking to each other. She's coming over for the national holidays, which is uh, on Sunday. So, you know, yeah, we're, we're on good terms. We just, you know, don't talk very much about... Uh, satanic music in that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but i don't get that like like all right so all right if she still subscribes to uh, some form of christianity i assume right yeah for sure yeah they're okay, very, so uh, i would assume that like she all right if she loves you i assume right yeah she does so she's a good mom that way yeah she doesn't want you to spend eternity in hell so right like if i were her and I'm not because my name is Godless. I would be on your doorstep every day, banging on that door, trying to save trying your soul. Trying to save your soul because I love you. You know, she's constantly like putting in, uh, you know, small, uh, small uh, anecdotes or whatever. She said, "I'm praying for you and all that," and I'm saying, oh, "That's just great." And then we'll just leave it at that because I'm not getting annoyed anymore because she, you know, I know she wants the best for me and. Uh, 
and and I'm fine with that. You know, I don't I don't need to have a constant struggle uh, just because we have different views. So I I respect hers, but she really doesn't. Uh, you know how Christians are; they're so you know upwards and and down, and uh, they just don't get it. And I don't think she's going to get it now at the age of you know sixty plus. So, so that sounds like more of you growing up and then <laughs> dealing with that than her dealing with what what your beliefs are or where you are. I guess I just, you know, yeah, I, I see through the fingers because I, I see her as a, as a, she's a good person, you know, she she wants the best, and she, but uh, she just don't get the whole religion thing, and I feel kind of sorry for her, but uh, but uh, but fuck it, uh, life is so much more than that, you know, just right. uh, with the kids growing up and uh, trying to to care of each other in 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 other ways than you know eternity. Yeah. I'm sure, like, she sees the kids coming along, your kids coming along, and she's like, oh, this is going to change him. He's going to see the miracle <laughs> of birth, right? You know, all that stuff. You know, she said the same thing about Kiss back in the day. That's, oh, you will grow over this period. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just, just never happened. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to change drastically, like, in the next million years or so. But she's got to be proud of you. I mean, to have a, a son who has who is internationally famous. Granted, perhaps not exactly the way she would have not for playing gospel for music happen. or anything. But, yeah, you know. But that's she's got to be proud of you on those on that level. Uh, she was. Uh, my family is very musical, and they, you know, the best part for me when I was a kid was uh, when mom and dad were singing. This was big. Before she turned into like a hardcore Christian, they would sing Mamas and Papas and uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and uh, you know to be on the. At, uh, my father built a cabin. And we were always there, you know, the whole summer, and they would sing guitar and and uh, you know, drink all night. And I used to just pretend uh, to be asleep and uh, just listen to them. And you know, that was for me. That was just magic. Uh, yeah. And and I I know she's uh, you know. She's she's proud in in her own kind of you know Christian way, but she, she doesn't uh, talk about it very much. That's fine. Is, was there was there like a moment in her life that you, that you know looking back on it, you go, yes, that's where it all changed for her because X she turned into Y. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, well, uh, she had her childhood uh, belief, of course, but when. Uh, when Daddy left uh, with the, his secretary, <laughs> things uh. got pretty ugly. Yeah, it did. Very classic. So yeah, fucked uh. up. But uh, you know, shit Are you happens. Able to stay on good terms with him? Yeah, I told you I had to because uh, she she gave me the ultimatum uh, after after a year or so that uh, otherwise I had to apologize to Jesus Christ uh, for you know, doing voodoo on my sister was a great rumor <laughs> at the time <laughs> and you know or leave and of course i packed my guitar and i had to you know i left and um yeah, and i knocked on daddy's door and he took me in and i was fine i was i don't know 15 or so oh, so that yeah was like it that's in the like early days of when black metal is happening yeah that's pre-black metal actually uh, yeah yeah, it's, uh, oh yeah, it's, uh, I guess, what's the, it was the year 91 or something, I think black metal starts in Norway pretty much around, you know, when when Mayhem uh, were doing uh, the Mysterious, when it, when, yeah, when it, I guess it still wasn't out yet, but uh, Dartron kind of, you know, changed that whole thing from uh, when they scrapped their second album and just went total black metal instead, and, you know, that's when the new era starts to count, I guess. 
you on the periphery of that or were you just admiring that or were you in it i guess i was a little too young to be like in the inner of the innermost black circle <laughs> you know but uh it's I sh we shared the same uh, rehearsal uh, place as uh, as Mayhem back in like uh, before all this happened uh, when they were doing the Death Crush sessions and, and all that. So, so you know, we were admiring them because they were yeah they had their leather jackets and they looked totally cool and you know we were more into punk and Stooges and and whatnot and we couldn't play. We had like you know could do the the chords or whatever, but you know nothing too technical mushing or anything like that. So. You know, they were always the cool guys, and uh, I went to the uh, the first show of, uh, uh, no, when uh, Cadaver and uh, Dartron had a release concert at Elm Street. Uh, we were, of course, a bunch of excited kids, uh, underage, I don't know, 17 or so, and it was 18 to get into the concert. But I was, you know, two meters tall, so I, I was the only guy who actually got in. And, of course, <laughs> this for me, it was just, you know, so totally awesome and uh yeah that's that totally inspired me to go you know in that direction i guess and that's but, when you uh set fire to your mom's church <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was well, later <laughs> that was uh yeah it was the day after actually you know. <laughs> so at this point the ultimate rebellion for your kids would be to become a musician but it would be like a uh, a christian black metal band or something of that nature <laughs> no exactly no <laughs> oh yeah i guess there's no such thing uh, even though they uh, you know i've met people who actually believe there is such a thing and uh, and they uh, and i can see the way they're arguing but uh it really isn't is it uh, you know it's just so corny but uh i've been reading a lot about that I, lately and it's, it's, yeah, it seems like a really weird i don't know there's something you, really odd about that chuck you do realize that i could jump as high as i could jump and i still couldn't high five vortex but i really would want to high five right <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly Dude, right hey virtual high five uh, there you go <laughs> Come on. yeah it's such a strange even to to try to put those two things together you know yeah, it's uh, it's just so silly. We just shouldn't even mention it because, and you know, it's almost like it's yeah. I don't know. It's 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 uh it's really annoying. It really is because uh, the whole uh, scene for us when we grew up. I mean, it was so important to be uh, you know true and to be one hundred percent and uh, you know being so young uh, with full of full of issues and. Uh, and, you know, it's just full of uh, ignition or whatever I can, uh, you know, we were so, uh, we wanted to do this, you know, 110% and everybody was trying to, you know, be more true than the other or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, uh, it's kind of crushing that uh, whole uh, vision spiritually, <laughs> to put it stupid. <laughs> but but I, I, at the same time, I think that there's a lot of people who have fear of it happening inside the music as much as happening from these outsiders trying to co-opt the, you know, sort of the decoration of it rather than what it really actually means. You know what I mean? And no idea, buddy. I've told you last <laughs> Second time today. Uh, it's so good. That's good. I'm just totally knackered. I've been with the kids all day, and they fucking totally run me over, and that's fine. <laughs> don't don't give me anything. You know, it's too deep right now because I just won't follow. Uh. <laughs> 
but I guess I guess what I'm saying is that like uh, you know with with black metal today and what it means you see people doing uh, all sorts of uh, interesting things with that as the base Arturus included I mean the stuff that you're doing now the, it needed a lot of time from 1993 to now in order to be able to do what it does right I think you're uh, right about that actually uh, it's it's a constant development progression of a uh of thoughts, uh, one thing leads to another, and uh, and just to keep it interesting, you just want to evolve, and you know, not uh, necessarily in the way you thought it would uh, uh, back in the day, but uh, you know, whatever makes it interesting right now, that's what we want to follow, and so we try. Yeah, and and, and your solo album to me is like uh, is is the best of the stuff that you've done, and and I thought that what Aww. you were doing melodically on that album is is. I don't know, sort of leaps and bounds above so much else that's happening within what people would consider at least based in black metal. And and I mean, did, at what point did you knew did you know you could sing? And what point did you know you could write melodies like that and and had a gift for it? Wow. Um, well, first of, uh, thank you, though, buddy. Uh, it's uh, well, I don't know. We just, I don't know. I started playing the guitar when I was fourteen, I think. Uh, before that, I had a little piano lesson with my <laughs> grandmother, whatever. And uh, you know, we just came from this uh, musical family, and they were all singing and uh, you know, uh, doing their uh, harmonies and stuff. And I always listened, and uh, uh, you know, it, I felt it was something really strong, uh, and. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Fourteen. I, we started the first band anyway, and I was starting to uh, to compose a little. It was all crap, though. Uh, really, I mean, it takes takes a long t- while to to you know have your own voice, and uh, I guess that's just uh, for me. It was though anyway, just a lot of experience. Uh, that one thing led to another again, and uh, yeah, that's just the way it works, I guess. And please brace yourself for this question because this might be I don't know a tough one to face. But all right, so so when you're if you're playing a guitar or you're playing drums, you're doing something very physical that's invo- that's creating the music. But when you're singing, you're using your breath. It's like it's inside and outside. If that makes sense, it's more it, to me. It always felt like it. It's the perfect embodiment of the music do you get a sense of that when you're singing do you feel distance when you're not and just playing uh i definitely feel inspired when i'm uh, singing i think that's why you know singing on you know both in and out breaths or or whatever because uh i just (laughs) want to put so much into it and and that was actually one of the things that uh I I had hope I would restrain myself a little bit on, on this album, uh, the Arturian, because uh, uh, um, I think it, it it can be a little too much sometimes. Uh, but in well, I'm when I'm in the studio, I just can't help it because it's it's so inspiring right there and and, and there and uh, and then I'll just go for it and then it will turn out you know maybe a little over the top, but you know just can't help it. It's so much fun. Now it's one thing when you're doing that in in on the microphone because you're you're really it sounds like you're pushing the boundaries of what your voice can do you know like yeah. you're, you're really stretching to get to to get there I mean uh, I think that's the beauty uh, of uh, you not know, being an unschooled musician that uh, 
I just I just hear the melody lines inside my head, and I don't give a fuck if I actually can reach them or not because I have no idea of you know what my specter really is. But you know, being fan of guys like Wharton or whatever, you know, I love them the most when they sing like a drunken sailor, and <laughs> I have you know, I don't care if I sound like a little off or whatever, as long as you know the spirit is good. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. But how do you uh, are you like doing it live though? That's that's got to be a difficult because I mean I'm, I come from a, a vocal background and yeah. you know when you're stretching your your yourself to that kind of when you're reaching out that far sometimes you can you, you can blow blow a gasket you know I mean there's it, it can be hard to maintain that night to night when you're stretching that hard yeah and you know it's never it's I'm never maintaining that uh, either you know if I it's ten days out on the tour I, I just won't sound good anymore uh, and. Uh, that's fine (laughs) that's just uh, that's just how it is i mean i don't care in the studio i don't think about you know oh this is going to be a problem live you know i just think oh what would bruce dickens do he would just fucking go for it or whatever you know and uh, (laughs) and, uh, and then i'll just you know just push it and uh sometimes it works sometimes it don't like on the on the yeah, don't my, think about my, the mouth cancer. Don't think about the mouth cancer. Good. Deal. I don't give, good deal. No, I don't give a fuck about that. I smoke a lot of <laughs> cigarettes now, actually. And my, it's my, my grim vocals has improved a lot over the, the last couple of years for, for doing that, mm. uh, which is nice. I never thought I would do the grim vocals again you know, back in 2005 or whatever. But uh, here we are. It, you know, it feels right again. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> when, when, you're, when you're singing lead versus when you're singing with somebody else so in dimu borgir oftentimes you're singing with uh uh, uh shagrath right the the singer and and you yeah. guys are singing at the same time is there like like a, almost like um a bond that happens because you guys are <laughs> you know what i mean i know that sounds cheesy yeah. no but yeah it is though because music is like that you know that's uh it's uh it's it's it will link you together to how mother uh, you know f- fucked up things my my get, might get at a, at a later stage or whatever you know there there will always remain this little you know band of brothers to be even more cheesier you know because uh we're out there and and doing our shit and you know it's it's up and downs but you know those little parts will remain as you know the sweet spots in in the career anyway hey uh, how's the lawsuit coming along by the way oh dude that's a long time ago you know it's uh, we're still uh we went for like a bury the hatches uh, strategy. Everyone, after a while, the lawyers just got you know really expensive, and uh, and I think Mistis is still going on with his uh, with his suit. But you know, I just don't give a fuck anymore. It's uh, I wish we could have come to to have something written down on paper more than what we have now. But at least I'm you know I'm getting my royalties from Nuclear Blast, and we just don't you know we just ignore each other and, and that's that works fine for me actually well that sucks that it went down that way because i guess yeah. I, I was hoping that like you know but i, I feel like it, i didn't do this on purpose but like that idea that like you know you share breath in a way with somebody in the same way you're breathing at the same time communicating the same thing at the same time that like that is sort of like this unbreakable bond that will continue and yeah. and i thought there's no way they could like you know be nasty about firing somebody as large as you are i mean that's <laughs> got to be scary to do i mean they're a bunch <laughs> of dwarves 
you know what's happened uh, when they uh, fired uh, the first drummers? And that's Jamie, uh, the, the Australian guitar player. He had to go in and say it to him because it didn't dare. And you know they fired uh, they fired us by email. You know anyway, so it's that's kind of whatever. You know, oh, I don't want to sound like yeah to uh, uh, to sore or to, or anything like that because I really don't give a fuck anymore. But uh, you know. Same thing with Nicholas Barker, I guess. You know, they didn't walk up to him and said, "You're fired." <laughs> He's bigger than me, and you don't want to aggravate Nicholas Barker. I mean, uh, I'm just uh, Jesus Christ compared to him. You know. Man, if I were them, I'd be hiring smaller people going forward. You know, just <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd did. be buying bigger boots, you know. That's the other thing too. I'd have like Gene Simmons like boots, you know, and just uh, it's firing day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, they never employed anyone, uh, you know, to be full band members after uh, after we were fired. Anyway, it, it's all like on the um, contractors. Yeah, contractors. Yeah, yeah trying much. to avoid that kind of conflict again. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, it just might have... I, I knew they were fighting, like, physically in the studio for the Abracadabra or whatever uh, album. They were. I'll tell you a secret. Don't go anywhere. Tell us. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, <laughs> we're all ears. You know, yeah, no, I know it was fighting going down in the studio, uh, like, physically. <laughs> and uh yeah. but uh you know so it's but uh, i actually hope for, for them that you know they can uh, get over this they have a new management now and uh and this guy is really really good i hope it's going to be good for the band so they you know can get the band spirit going again it will be good for my royalties injection or whatever <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't care you know it's, uh, it's they have kids and families and all that you know and a lot of shit happened back in the day and you know it was I mean, I, I wish maybe we could be uh, more mature about it, but, you know, it, it was the Norwegian way. It, you know, we're just yeah. uh, pulling shit under the rug uh, for a long time, and, you know, so we should have gone to, like, a shrink or something and, and sorted it out, but, you know, that's not very metal, so it never <laughs> happened. <laughs> now I know why it's taken so long for the next album. They're all working out and taking martial arts classes. Getting ready. In the studio. <laughs> Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah, <That's> totally. That'd <laughs> <laughs> be freaking oh, man, awesome. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I should tape that stuff. Mm. As long it. as it's in costume, you know, because it would suck <laughs> if it's not in costume. Yeah. <laughs> so, costume. But, when you walk out of that, are you, are you motivated by spite and motivated to... I don't know, uh, creatively or, does or it motivated yeah, business-wise? Yeah, does it flip around on you, though? Do, do you want to do something completely different and make it so it's a a better experience than that? I mean... Good question. Uh, it's... Um yeah, it's uh, it's always good uh, for for inspiration. Uh, uh, it's because it was getting, uh, you know, a little uh, too easy, maybe. You know, uh, you want to have that drive. Uh, you want to be hungry for for making uh, uh, the perfect album. You know, you want to strive for it. Uh, not just like, oh, yeah, of course, we'll do another album. I don't know, whatever. It's, uh, you know, back in the day with the mood, the first albums, they were so inspiring. And we were on the ball all the time. But uh, I think uh, it's, it, you could smell it on the Insert Diaboli uh, album. It just wasn't that good anymore. Not compared to Death Cult or, or Progenies. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just Death Cult, whatsoever, the album before that. That's uh, 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 Euphoric. Misanthropy. Dude, 
right on, right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and even the album before that was also super great. You know, Spiritual Black Dimensions, I think it's one of my favorites. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love Jamie and, uh, and the Naga stuff. You know, it's uh, good stuff. The album before that even. And then, you know, before that time, whatever. Yeah, it, it was going downhill. And uh, it felt like a sinking ship. And, you know, it didn't come as a surprise that that's, uh, things went like they did. And, uh, and you know. Sometimes that's that's better because, um, like you say, it's um, for for the inspiration part. I don't know if it was too much spite, but you know, maybe a little, uh, and that always helps. You know, you you want to have that uh, uh, little rebellion thing inside you. That was always good when we were kids, and I think it still stands today. I'm looking at your lineup of uh, the members of Arcturus, and and according to Wikipedia, everybody's under five foot six, <laughs> and they're a contractor. <laughs> Dude, really now? <laughs> Who put Never that in thought. there? <laughs> yeah, you know that Wikipedia's going to revoke my. <laughs> yeah, our guitar player. He's a farmer's lad, and uh, you know he went to Russia, and he, I think, you know, uh, he, he he could take on uh, Putin, you know, yeah. if he wanted. He's that kind of guy. You just don't want to fuck with him. Yeah. Let's say sometimes yeah. it doesn't matter how tall they are, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think my experience the, the, the smaller they are, the fucking tougher they are. To, like uh, you just don't, you just don't want to take anyone uh, if they're, you know, they have like another temperament. Usually, I think uh, the taller they are, the, the more mellow guys tend to get. In my experience, you know, mm. they don't have anything to prove or, or whatever. No, just look at Danny Field. Uh, so whatever. It's uh, and if you're if you're out in the night and uh, out in town, and a lot of people are drunk, you know, you want to watch out for the for the for the small guys because they they will fucking get you. <laughs> Flip out when, on you. Yeah. When I was uh, prepping for uh, uh, speaking with you, I was looking at your your wife's cartoons. Uh, which are funny and i mean she's worldwide dude i had no idea oh yeah she's a rock star man yeah dude, that's that's pretty sweet so it's like you guys are i i, I first of all mom must like her more than she likes you right all right <laughs> 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 beyond that <laughs> like like her her the her creative process has to be very different from yours because her output is every day and yeah. your output can can sort of be staggered. I mean, it might be a couple of years. I mean, you're putting out an album like all the time, but I mean, it can be a little while if you you're not writing a song a day. But is there anything that you've learned from her creative process that you've taken on for yourself? Absolutely. I mean, uh, she's so structured. Uh, I was never structured before uh, before we moved in with each other, and I learned a lot from that. She's. Uh, She's just hardcore on that. She's uh, constantly working, uh, and I try to learn a little from that. You know, every day sit down, uh, do something, at least get you know maybe a riff or two into the computer, uh, and then at least you know it it will build uh, constantly. And she's just hardcore. She has one strip a day, I think, uh, or cartoon strip. I think she's the most uh, productive. Uh, cartoonist in the world right now she has been for years yeah yeah Yeah. she really is i mean she's got to write something funny every day and that's that's super hard to do 
That's really Chuck fucked up. Yeah. Chuck will tell you, I can't do it once a week. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. I don't, it's, uh, well, she's just structured is the right word. And, uh, do you, like, watch your steps to make sure that you don't end up uh, in everybody's newspaper the following Sunday? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's, I can't help it. It will just happen anyway. I, you know, I do constant stupid things, and I'm a concert source for, uh, for inspiration, I'm sure. Uh, you know, it's, uh, cutting the... Uh, Cutting the electricity wires, for instance, with uh, with scissors when the when the shit is still connected, and uh, you know I I do stupid stuff like that all the time, and uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> just to help out, of course. <laughs> it's, a, it's all in it, just so she has something to to work with. Yeah, is, is, is that like the first thought that goes through your head when you do something stupid? Like, oh, this check is this out. End up. Look what I did. This is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or is it like, hey, you know, let's embrace this. This is, you know, I just made your work easy tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just say I want tough. Oh, that's that's that was my storyboard. <laughs> no, no, no. I no, dude. It's uh, I know my wife uh, for I don't know twenty years now. I think almost. Wow, Fuck yeah. that's awesome. We'll be together, ten of them. So you know, it's uh, and neither it of you have a secretary, so you're in good hands. <laughs> Good points. Uh, <laughs> now, I mean, we're we're both from uh, we're both from uh, divorced parents. Uh, we have two kids, and you know, if there's one thing we're gonna work uh, as hard as possible to do, you know, we will have quarrels, of course, like everybody. Life is up and down, but you know, you don't want to fuck up for the kids, so you know, you go that extra mile, and then another mile, and then you just try to be, you know, build upon. Uh, on, uh, on the relationships, you know, put a little love and effort into the everyday life, which is can be can be hard sometimes. And then you know, just work is a constant work as well. But you know, it's I fucking love my wife, dude. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> that's awesome. Hail but, Satan! That's all I got. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Trying to tell people it's 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 metal to love your wife. It really is. It is, dude. I think it is. I love you. <laughs> I, think, I think Chuck's gonna have to take that out as a drop. We can use it on the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody's ever said that before. Good. Uh, Mail bumping. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Vortex, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you taking so much time with us. Definitely, it's been man. awesome. My pleasure. You know, anytime, guys. You know, so uh, super. I'm glad. Uh, Glad you wanted me back. That's uh, that's fine. I actually, never been talked to you, but I'm glad. You know, it feels good. Thank you guys awesome. so awesome. much. Thank you.
subscribe to the Metal Sucks Podcast today.
full body explosion. Necrogobicon on the Metal Sucks podcast. I, I I really am liking this new stuff so far. And I I, I love me a Necrogobicon. They, I, I still think that the 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 goblin on stage is a little gimmicky here and there, but but it is they are a hell of a good a hell of a good live performance, man. I love it because it's like it's like it reminds me of like the boss tone from the yeah. Lightning like, boss tones. You, you got know? the like, character dancing around and stuff. Some yeah, some some dude. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, and I was not, I didn't really get into that last record that much, but this one so far, I mean, this this song in particular is really, really freaking good. Yeah, next to that giraffe song, that might be the best song they've got. Yeah, it's so far, so, well, I everyone likes uh, what, what no one survives. The yeah. that's like the and that's a, that is admittedly a masterpiece as far as the yes. song. <laughs> I mean, it really is. So the video is great. Is- have got such a unique voice in metal too, you know, just that there's so many bands that come out and they, you know, will, you know, they've got this sound or that sound and yeah. and they're very much like somebody else. Necrogoblicon really, really sound completely and utterly unique. There's nobody like them. Yeah, they stand out quite a bit. And I, and I tried to think of somebody who, it, a little bit like um, a less technical version of, uh, what was the other band that I had on my top, like top, like Black Rock initiate uh you know where it's that sort of the singing and you know, like it's it, it's something different. It's just it's weird it's like, like there's just a a timber a timber a tumber or whatever there's something about it you know <laughs> yeah but black crown initiate are kind of like the uh you know <laughs> they're like the 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 metal dudes that hang out with the hippie guys out in the lawn you know oh, yeah, and yeah. they're Galvacon are the guys in the back you know debating protest the hero on star wars versus star trek it's kind of a total different vibe you well know? yeah so well they're they're the guys in the kitchen they're the ones that are hanging out by the by the keg yeah you know, yeah yeah no i, I get that <laughs> i'm to- <laughs> totally down with that i'm one of those guys i know exactly who those dudes are <laughs> you, you hang out where the booze is and the chicks aren't yeah 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 and, and black crown initiate are hanging out where the chicks are because the chicks are just hanging out with black crown initiate they don't they're not even trying they just it just happens <laughs> the beards it is the beards it's totally about the beard you know what i'm talking about baby yeah that's a, that's what it's all about man uh, so maybe that's one other thing that we can all get behind uh, as far as metal people is beards. <laughs> yeah, we can't agree on gun control. We can't agree on beards. Well, I don't think we can even no, agree on oh, beards no, there, because yeah, there's a whole a, anti-beard elitist thing with the chin beard right. thing. So yeah. that's a whole thing we can't get behind either. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. It's really tough. But I do want to get I, I want to figure out like a letter that we get all the politicians to sign that they pledge their allegiance to this, that or the other thing in order to like, you know, and if they don't, then we make a big stink about it. You know, it's sort of like they got they all have to sign the pledge to saying that they're going to yeah. uh, they won't raise taxes, for example. But see, know? that's and, the trick is we got to figure out what exactly our metalhead crowds are all about are all about other than weed. Yeah. You know, and so I, we brought in an expert, and I and I think and I think that's that's a good thing. And one of the things we got to do is just sort of examine different topics and see where it goes and see what people think about these different topics. Because I'm not really sure I know exactly what metal I know what I'm concerned with, you know, personally. But but I'm I'm looking at it from a certain perspective while somebody else is looking at it from another perspective, and that's why we you know got to bring in. Do, do we call Mike an expert at this point? Yeah, yeah, he's an expert, for uh, sure. Yeah, I think so. Well, in this yeah. episode, we are going to start a segment called The Sadist Nation, and uh, our first topic is going to be what? Oh, uh, we're talking about church-state separation, one of my favorite topics. Indeed. <laughs> Sadist Nation. 80% of public perception is image. 
not what you right. say. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. Politics. We will never have the elite, smart people on our side. If all that were proven true, I think that would be a very serious offense. Religion. Make sure you carry your Bible with you and your woman. The only thing standing between us and savages it's the red, white, and blue. Topics and issues concerning all metalheads. You betcha who diddly I am as conservative as all get out. This shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Sadist Nation with Mike Schleibaum. Just this past week here in Ireland, they had the referendum on uh, uh, a gay marriage, on marriage equality here in Ireland. And it passed like three quarters and what i thought was really interesting is uh so chuck a few weeks ago we had uh, uh keith from the band Cruacon on uh the podcast yes and so i've been following him on facebook he was extremely active trying to get uh fans of his band here in in ireland to to get out and vote and to vote yes on uh the the referendum i thought it was pretty admirable to watch and i, I it seemed like without fail all of his metal fans of his band here in ireland were a hundred percent behind him and i am wondering whether you know that sort of you know here in a nation that's uh uh the church is a huge part of uh its history and and foundations and its education system whether um uh, what the change that seems to have happened here in church state separation and the acceptance of secularism by metal fans is something that will translate in the united states and and other countries around the world the attitudes about that issue have definitely changed in metal since I've been going to shows, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they've changed in general society as well. And it's obviously just a reflection of that. I mean, I don't know where I sit. It's like, I think it's ridiculous that you need any kind of nation state to be involved in any kind of union that between two people. But like, if we need to allow states to sanction those relationships then i it's fair that everybody should be treated equally well you know, in my opinion <laughs> it's so odd that you've seen such a you know I, when we're a nation that's based on the idea that church and state should be separate and those things sh- sh- you know their, their personal beliefs whether you, whether you want to believe that or not uh because we are quote unquote endowed by our creator according to the constitution so if you are in that in that camp where it seems to be bringing it more and more up front and it's boiling to the top now that you're seeing these issues and they're using these as the the divisive issues to make people left or right based on just things that shouldn't matter that much to anybody else like gay marriage you know like that like that sort of thing it's like well that's them it's not me how does that that affect me but it's also but it seems like it's based on this idea that the religious right has got to be in on everything there's this undercurrent this message that's being sold to the right wing of america that is basically this idea that judeo-christian values are going to be coming under attack one after another and as they do the idea eventually that Judeo-Christian ethics in general are bad, it's going to happen, right? And then I even saw there's an article where Mark Rubio is saying how they're, they're worried that the Bible will be considered hate speech at some point because the stories are, certain stories depict certain things that eventually, your ideas that could be interpreted as, as, as hate speech eventually, I don't know. 
And the but idea it's not that, that it you could attack, be, it's that historically it has been, you know, that's exactly. the difference. And, you know, that's his, I'm just paraphrasing the article, but, you know, it's my point exa- exactly, which is once you start to peel away the onion, it's just, everything gets just to smell worse, you know? Yeah. And you start to get in there, and it's it's going to be a tough battle, because once that's accepted, everybody including all the way up to the Pope, I mean, all the way up to the leader of the Church, they've all got to change their doctrine. And then once that happens in people's lifetime, once you can see this thing that seems so holy and unchangeable isn't, it's like the fluidity of it changes, changes, uh, you know, that perspective of its ability to be the reflection of things almighty, you know? It, it it seems to me like it, metal itself doesn't rail against things like it used to, and I and now and lately I don't see so much railing against religion like I used to. It's almost like everybody just sort of n- figures that Dude, well the case me? is kind of like, settled. People like rail against Christianity like it's anybody's business. You know what I mean? Like it's just like the most badass thing. The only way to real be really be edgy is to kind of be racist. Okay, that's the real way to be edgy at this point. Uh, 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 other than maybe you know, which we've seen. Oh man, there was this diehard is murder, right? Had this sort of Islamic kind of crazy cover. I don't know. Do you guys see this? No. Huh? Am I making this up from Australia? The like suicide bomber on the cover. Mm-mm. No, I missed that one. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that shit was on Metal Sucks, man. No, or something. Man, they had to, like, censor it. I don't know. Google it. Maybe it's not that band, Dire is Murder, but there's definitely an Australian metalcore band on Nuclear Blast, I believe. Yeah, Dire is Murder. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I know my shit. (laughs) 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 Was that cover on Metal Zuck? Because if it was, man, somebody's got to troll you about that. Yeah, right. Metal (laughs) Injection. Metal Injection is where I'm seeing it. Oh, better save shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what Diard is murder basically are are advocating is advocating suicide no, bombing? They're just dipping their toes in the fuck fuck Islam thing, you know? The uh, fuck that 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 to me okay. All right, if you have a bunch of dudes that get shot up for drawing cartoons of Muhammad, like where can you take that? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you want to get blasphemous, these people are obviously getting way more pissed off. You know, <laughs> Christian people, dude, you know, they've been beaten down. Like, yeah. <laughs> I fucking wear my behemoth, proudly wear my behemoth cut-off sleeve t-shirt that Nurgle gave me. It is awesome. And it says United Slatanic States of America or something crazy on it. And I'm stoked about it. And upside-down crosses with my kid everywhere. <laughs> normal you know <laughs> people think i got that shit at urban outfitters nobody's offended christians aren't even offended they're over it it's like they want to have a conversation I mean, with I you think at that slayer, point like, you know what that's what i think slayer does good because they're sort of they 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 skirt the line of like they're anti-religious but you know that they're anti-religious and i don't like the whole patriotic thing they've got going because i'm not, i really not a into that, like, and I don't understand guys that grew up on, like, the Dead Kennedys and Minor Threat and some of these bands, why they have the nationalist outlook they have, but they they definitely skirt the line of, like, they're not afraid to say fuck all religions. 
And that's, yeah. that's why they're owning that 9-11 day, probably. And the album's called Repentless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but isn't it isn't I, it I a little cheap two, when you're like it's sort of like when you when you're the enemy of all, you're also the enemy of none. You know? Hmm. What do you mean? I guess what I'm saying is that if you if you don't if you're trying to because really the change not things, the enemy really, of the they're not the enemy of the you know the one the the black flag fan the individual players about that that basic satanic instinct of being a for yourself, but right. I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, saying you're satanic, which I don't say that they do is also like admitting you're stupid enough to say you're any other religion. So to me, the Slayer just uses that imagery to just piss people off. But I guess my point to the bigger picture is that just doesn't work anymore. Like urban outfitters and H and M sell upside down cross shirts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and what that's... pisses people off, you know, is if you're an idiot enough to be racist or if you're going to go after, like, some other religion where people obviously get more pissed off. But is it about pissing people off or is it about waking people up? Because the problem, I think, is is that, you know, if we're, if we're talking about... <laughs> I thought it was about pissing people off. Well, I mean, I, I, I think you got to piss people off to a point, but at the same time, if it doesn't make them if it doesn't make them act in a certain way, if it doesn't get them to get off their ass and do something about... Oh, uh, but the, come on. You know, what like, was all that old shit supposed to get... Activate. There isn't a lot of social consciously shit in a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. Well, it was just being extreme, you know. Well, I mean, some of that, yeah. I, I mean, some of it, I, I think so. But uh, you know, some of it is in earnest. Whether it's uh, you know watching gun uh, control, yeah, we need gun control. <laughs> but you know, you know, watching vital, vital remains on stage, and you know, you got somebody who is a who was a priest in the Satanic Church who was trying to get the Baphomet stat- statue put on the lawn at the on the Oklahoma state Capitol, you know, that's actually something that's, that's working toward saying, fuck you to Christianity getting involved in our, in, in our government versus just going, uh, eh, fuck God. You know, it's like, well, come on. Yeah, you I know? mean, to me, to me adding it. Okay. To me, adding another deity in the mix makes no sense. Like, okay, you, your, your whole thing is fuck God, but what you want to do is put another statue to another made up ideology that people are supposed to, follow all the rules of like i don't get it like to me the ultimate fuck god thing is just getting the other statue taken down well that's or, my like, point though is, building, it, is that building a place for other people to go and enjoy like who the fuck who the fuck cares about some like some ego driven middle finger that's what but that is a, to me but it's a tool it's a tool because what happens is that the 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 religious right will try to rearrange the rules to get their uh, uh, a special privilege uh, still Fine, in, in, I, there, what? and so what they, what they have it has to be done is it has to be applied equally, and so they are a tool that is used to point out the 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 fact that uh, they are not wanting things to be applied equally. They do want something special. It's the giant so, spaghetti monster idea, you know. It's like let's create yeah. another ludicrous religion because we can. All right, but what I want to do is I want to live. I want to live near these people. You know what I mean. I don't want to live around people that all think the same thing as me and believe the same thing as me. Like, I need to live near these Christian people, okay? Because I don't want to shut myself off from people that are different, mm, right? True. But, but when you, like, just shit all over them, right, it just doesn't lead you anywhere to where you can have some kind of, like, honest interaction. Because the, 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 the most impact that I've had is on a personal level, like, when I meet people 
who have certain ideological ideas I might not necessarily agree with right away, once I become, you know, acquainted with them, I can start to change their ideas about things just based on their interaction, which is a much more powerful thing than, like, any kind of, like, I don't know, you know, soapbox. But I think that there's there's a there's a place for all of it. You but, know, there's a pl- there's a place for, you know, the very one-on-one personal interaction. There's a place for the 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 really smart guy who can out-debate anybody. There's a place for the 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 joker who just makes fun of everybody. If you can hit him on all levels, that's the only way that it's going to be effectively you know, effective in and pulling it down. I, I one by one, it's going to be too late. We'll all get shit on long before uh, we've gotten a chance to try to change uh, the world for a, a better, more secular, and more moral society. Because they both. Well, this is, this, uh, you know, I have to cut you off, but that's a really, it's an interesting point because I saw this French atheist. <clears throat> he wrote a book. Man, I, I, I should have read the book, but I was really intrigued, but I was on tour, you know. Uh, and, the, and the book is basically like about like the Church of Atheism or something, which sounds crazy because there's not supposed to be one. Yeah. But the idea is that you have this oncoming, continual religious warfare, and you have this other group of people who are deciding to identify themselves as something else. They have no rallying place. Like, they have no unified voice. So that, like, they they act out in ways, you know, kind of like you have a dude trying to get this statue in this one yeah. local place to kind of make like this little guerrilla warfare action battle. But the reality is that you need to get these people unified. But then the whole idea of a church of something isn't, isn't what everybody's striving for. So I think that's the biggest problem is that like, we probably all have the same ideological goal, but like it's just guerrilla warfare until there is some kind of collective bargaining together well yeah because that and that was actually my the point i was going to make was that it was that the the other side is really organized and really together and really pushing against everything that that a secular society would be for you know or just because i know people that are religious but don't want it in their government you know they, they don't they, they don't need to, the rules to be dictated by what they believe at home and and behind their doors or whatever yeah, you know, those assholes don't vote <laughs> well they may not and the, and that's the problem is that the that the people that do you know are well organized and they've got a purpose and they're really pushing that agenda on everybody else and the other so you know the other side does not have that there's there's no organization behind you know the atheist organization i mean it's starting to you starting you to build a little bit t- but you know you got to give it time i mean the first thing the first things first i mean it, the parallels to what the homosexual community has gone through are 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 like uh, omnipresent yeah it's just that atheism and secular uh, uh, secular humanism is a few decades behind so right now it's still just the stage of you know, trying to get people who are agnostic and atheist to be open about that. And as soon as they get enough of those people who are open about it, then a community can come from that. But we're not there yet. Yeah, where where do the people go that are just, like, cool with not knowing? You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, well, yeah. No, like, I mean, it's kind of, like, on the fence. So, like, if God shows up, they're like, oh, well, hey, I didn't really, like, choose a team. So, like... I said no, I see, didn't know. I love the Aaron Raw quote. Aaron Raw says, "You know what an agnostic is? Is somebody is it an agnostic? Is an atheist who just doesn't know it yet?" 
And and I love that quote because it's, it's totally right. I mean, of course we don't know. The atheist doesn't have any more information than an agnostic does or a Christian <laughs> does. All the, the only difference is that an atheist is willing to say, "Yeah, I don't know," and I don't don't think it's likely. Well, one thing I would be interested to know is like, okay, so like everybody that's going around and listening to this podcast and putting on the new their their last killer. Uh, you know, Mayhem album or the last Burzum or whatever, <laughs> you know, album that is the next like onslaught on Christianity. Like, it'd be interesting to know, like, how many people find like the lyrics and the message and all this stuff, like, truly like something that touches their lives. Like, really, like, is there that many people or is it the riffs and the fucking mood and the whole thing and and the lyrics just play a little role. Because, that's I mean, if that's question. the case, then really, like, the message of what's happening most metal music, for the most part, is just part of entertainment with everything else. And there's only a select group of the population that's actually interested in, like, connecting with the song on that level. The intellectual, the metal intellectual elite. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> Who are stoked on nuclear assault lyrics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not talking about the intellectual elite. I mean, you're talking about people that are looking beer drinkers, hellraisers, bro. Yeah, yep. No, 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 very true. Well, I mean, and you think about that. It's it's that too. It's like where do I, I've also started thinking about like, well, where do people congregate to these things, or what do they believe? I mean, it's really curious to think that. It is just entertainment now, like, or, or we're not we're not analyzing those things like we used to, you know. Because I mean, I don't ha- half the time I don't have a, a a lyric book to look at anymore when I'm when I'm listening to a record, you know. It's it's that's all kind of well. This is what's interesting, you know. This is the power of live music because I mean, this this French atheist he was just nipping at like he is claiming we need an atheist church for a reason for people to unify, but the reality is that people. People like of his mindset get together at heavy metal shows. Exactly. Already, already, they're already there. They're drawn there, regardless of whether you you don't have to even draw them. So it is a place where people of like-minded ideas get together, they interact, and so there's there's something really powerful in like being a part of that experience because you, you are part of the ability to be a movement on any level that that movement decides to actually take action in. Now the trick is is how do you capitalize on that politically and make that work in a, in the favor of action in I mean in I don't think I don't think you try to ca- I, it's not like the thing is the movement's there bubbling like the, the ideology is there mm-hmm. you know and it will spring to action like you know whenever it's actually awakened to really bubble up enough to, to matter but you have to wait. You have to wait for, like, a two-life crew-type scenario. You know, you need, like, somebody to ban some awesome Slayer lyrics in a school in El Paso, Texas, for this, like, undercurrent to just unleash and be like, what? You know, Judas Priest has to go on trial, and we'll fucking all be there, you know? Yeah. Wind. Tell her what I'm like within I can't 
your church out of my state. Keep your state out of my church. Yeah, it's good times. Oh, man. It's never going to happen, though, is it? Uh, we've got to get those churches to pay taxes. Oh, right, dude, right? if we did. Oh, that'd be so That'd be so the way to go, right? Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction. Oh, man. I'm And I'm against taxes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, right? But 100% tax against uh, churches sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Just tax them into oblivion, baby. That's the right idea. That's the way to get rid of that shit real fast. Your self-righteousness goes into the hole when you're fucking paying taxes suddenly. Man, have you seen that documentary about the Scientology people? Oh, dude, like, yes. On HBO, the uh-huh. Going Clear. Yes. I mean, what, so what's interesting is like, all right, so if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it, you know, if the listener's gonna watch this documentary, which you gotta find, you can uh, you Google it's it. Everywhere. Sure. It was all it, over yeah. the place. Yeah. Yeah. There's some rogue site somewhere you if you can't get it on HBO, but uh, you, you listen to the arguments for Scientology, but try to a place on those arguments the arguments for christianity for judaism for islam for all the other religions mm-hmm. and what you will find is that the logic is exactly the same yeah and that's why you can apply it to almost anything whether it's the spaghetti monster like i mentioned before or you know like it's you can apply those same tactics and topics and 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 ways of manipulation to anything we it, you could believe it was satanism i mean all of it like it's all about manipulation and, and mind control more than anything else yeah and that church only has like fifty thousand people and yet has billions of dollars you know well because uh, they have fifty thousand of the richest people in the, in the united states of america absolutely so you know our audience is about the same so we need everybody to send us a lot of money <laughs> so that we too can build our own church hmm, a church of metal if you say i think i like this we needed a way to get tax exempt status and i think that might actually be the way to go <laughs> exactly mm. i think we just got to figure out we got to come up with an imaginary sickness <laughs> that we come up with the imaginary cure and good to go oh good we don't we, we don't need to imaginary sickness we got plenty of real shoes to, to, to pick from i'm sure yeah but then then we're expected to cure it oh. you know we need something you no can't you're measure. not there's a dude come on there's no money there's no money in the actual cure no nobody's cured. come on what have they cured yeah 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 that's what i thought yeah <laughs> well you know if you're not going to send us money which you know we're not asking anybody to send us money but if you're not going to send us money then you do this just share the podcast with people you there know? you go like, facebook it tweet it you know uh tell people about it because it's a lot of fun to listen to the show i think but it's even more fun when like a buddy or two are listening to the show and then you can yell at each other about it later that's, that's actually that's true blast. yeah because yeah. If, if you're listening uh, it's it's funny because every once in a while you and i will be doing the show and i'll have a friend of mine sitting in studio with me here or something like that and, and it's, it's like the whole time he's wanting to chime in because it's just like it's all the conversations you ever have with all of your buddies when you're talking about this shit all the time you know it's 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 all it's that's all it is and it's yeah. a, it's a hell of a lot of fun so spread the spread the word out there and you can do so by of course telling him to subscribe on itunes if you go there you can uh, just search mental sucks podcast and you will find us there Leave us a couple stars. Tell us that we suck. Also, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us, of course, on MetalSucks.net every Monday. And be sure to leave us a speak pipe, especially if you've got an idea for uh, a political topic, like something you want to talk about. If you want to talk about political candidates or if you want to talk about 
legalization of weed. If you want to talk about whatever, we can uh, leave us a speak pipe about it. It's a good conversation starter for us to do that as well. And those are uh, linked up at the bottom of every single post we post with uh, the new podcast. So you can get all that there. So, yeah, do so. And then make sure you hook up with us on the socials and all that stuff as well. I'm on Twitter at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks and GodlessSpeaks.com. And, of course, you're like Spotify and all that stuff, too, right? Yeah, all the links at the bottom of my website. <sighs> I got I to, like, maybe I need to get back into Spotify again. <laughs> uh, you can also find uh, my little radio show and stuff, too, at No Control Radio as well. And I stream 24-7 and all that good stuff, too. So until next time, I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And this is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Better you.